All right, get excited. I'm really excited. It's happening. It's how many Sundays has it been where it's just like, oh, it's Sunday again. <laughs> it feels like we recorded a podcast yesterday. I feel like nine? Is it the ninth? No. I think it's the ninth. Yeah. 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 It's been a minute. Well, but you know, we at least we look the same. We do. We, we look, look really great. Good. No, I went out today like for a walk and I yeah. put a sunblock on my face like That's I great. usually do. But like my freckles came out like on my oh. forehead. Do you see them? Yeah. You're, you're freckly a little. Yeah. Yeah. Are you not normally freckly? Not like fre- as freckly as like this forehead is usually. Like, I feel like the forehead's the least freckly part of you. <laughs> yeah, but like, do you not? But like, I usually have no freckles on my forehead, but now I have freckles on my forehead. Okay, I would that? never notice this. Uh, why don't you notice me? Why don't you pay attention <laughs> like, to me? I just look at you <laughs> and you just see you as a full person. I don't, you know, zero <laughs> in on your freckles, but yeah, sure. <laughs> notice <I> do- <laughs> me. Notice me. Is what song is that? Every time? Notice me. Yeah, take my hand. <laughs> Man. Ah, a classic. Yeah, and we're at that level of emotion right I now. I know. We're going <laughs> through <laughs> what Brittany and Steven Dorf were going through in that video. Oh, I mean, I guess she dies in that video. So not that. No, <laughs> but, but not in the second version where right. the MTV made her change it to oh, her, right. where she where pops she, out of the bathtub and, and it's like, oh, it was all a ruse. Isn't she like reincarnated as a baby in the original version? I remember uh, that I as well. I, I remember in, in the first version, she like dies. Fully died, yes. And then in the second version, I think MTV, like it shows her getting out of the bathtub. Mm. Like she thought about it, but then she didn't. Okay. And it's like, phew. I need to rewatch this video clearly. And I have, you know, I have my Britney DVD with all her music videos and all the like different shots you can see. It's like where you can watch that whole like one shot of her doing the I'm a slave for you choreo. And it's just like, oh, fuck. Yeah. That, <laughs> we watched that together. That was the best. I feel like that was when. I was going through a breakup or something. I feel like someone was being broken up with and it was like, it no wasn't me. me. <laughs> <laughs> it was. All right, rude. You've been broken up with since I've known you. So it could have been you. But yes, that was, that is what one does <laughs> when, and, and during times of trial, just watch Britney. And here we are now. Here we are now doing great. <laughs> <laughs> if we keep saying it, it'll be true. Oh, <sighs> Hey everybody, welcome back to the Two Gay Mats podcast. It's Matt Steele. It's Matt Palmer. And you know, here we are again. Yes. Well, how was your week, Matt Palmer? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wish you were in a better mood now, but otherwise... I'm in a fine mood. I'm I'm fine. It's just, you know, quarantine gets to you it a little does. bit. It does. I got to go out today. I got to go to the Valley and have like a drive-by goodbye because my friend is going back to London. Mm. Uh, so I like got to wave at him and be like, goodbye. I love that. Good luck on your flight. Yeah. I hope, I mean, I guess he has to wear a mask. That's the law, but the rule, I assume, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know what flights are like right now. What do you think? Like? I don't know. I hope to not know. I hope by the next time I get on a plane that it's, you know, we're all good. Totally safe and <laughs> that, everything yes, is good. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That is my hope. Yeah. Um, My week has been good. I'm trying to think of what happened or what, yep, you know, nothing. I worked. Nothing, huh? <laughs> I don't know. I played Monopoly on Switch last night with a friend mm-hmm. via FaceTime and that was fun. Yeah. And um, I won and so that was great. Congrats. Congratulations. Thank you very Too bad much. it wasn't real money. <laughs> you know, if only. Um, yeah, I played a little bit of Luigi's Mansion. I had, you know, worked on my day job, worked on some music stuff, you know, li- living it up like we all are in I quarantine. heard you plunking away. Yeah, I know you. You did a cover of Daisy. I did. The new Katy Perry single, which came out, which we like. Yeah. It's good. Oh, yeah. And everyone is, seems very, very happy about I know. it. I watched. Did you watch the American Idol performance? I was just it? watching it before. Isn't it? Cool. It is cool. How? I don't know. How? I don't know. I mean, they must have sent her a big green screen and was like, get in one of the big rooms in your house. Yeah. <laughs> walk around, do some stuff. And, and we'll, we'll just, just animate stuff behind that. I guess. It's But like, how did she know what was happening? Because there's one part where like the walls are closing in and she's like, oh no, the walls right. are closing I in. I feel like, like they told her generally what to do during the parts mm-hmm. and then they animated around her. It's really it's cool. It's really good. Like it's, really, it's the coolest thing she's done <laughs> like I, like and i say that with no shade because you know right. katie perry's done some great stuff yeah. but like i was watching it and i was literally like my jaws on the floor it, is, it was impressive these it's special a, effects are really that's cool thanks so if you haven't watched it i don't think it was on the american idol finale that she performed the song how are we doing did we do the american idol finale like how did that work i think it's all via zoom i feel like people are you know performing from their homes and okay that's what i'm thinking okay. but i you know i didn't watch okay. i saw a clip of ryan seacrest who seemed a little out of it 
Is Ryan Seacrest is host still hosting American yes, Idol? Yes. Oh wow. He's very much a part of that cast. Yeah. Okay. How was yeah. he out of it? What's wrong? I mean, I don't know. I wasn't there with him. We're all seemed, out of it, girl. Like the two of us are sitting here just giving each other our, our voices are energetic, I but our say, eyes are sad. But we are much more lucid than he sounded. He sounded a bit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, <laughs> I hope everyone's okay. I do too. We want the best for Ryan and all involved in American Idol, I guess. Yes, because Amer- American Idol is one of the few things we have right, right. now. Right. And honestly, this is a little, like, barely related. I was listening to Me, I Am Mariah, The Elusive Chanteuse today, which um, is an amazing album. Yes. But the fact that Nick Cannon was played those songs and Mariah was just like, oh, The Art of Letting Go is about me letting go of American Idol. And he... Believed that? Wait, she said that to yes. him? Yes. Well, she said that in public, and it's like, girl. <laughs> but, like, he would be introducing her at events and be like, next up, singing her hit, hashtag beautiful, from her upcoming album, The Art of Letting Go. Nick Cannon saying this. It's my wife, Mariah Carey. And it's like, bitch, what did you think she was letting go of? <laughs> like, you listened to the song Thirsty. He posted Thirsty I on remember his when Instagram. He posted and Thirsty. I remember being like, wait, you know this is about you, right? Yeah, it's like very I, yeah. just plainly like, oh, we used to be all you used to be all about me and now all you're obsessed with is a celebrity and like your Tom Ford glasses, like who do you think she's talking about? But it's so interesting because it's like you're married. Yes. Like it's not even like you're oh, you're singing about a friend you haven't seen in a while. It's no. like you're married and like weren't you having these discussions at home? Didn't you know there were problems? I Didn't just, she have this discussion with him? Like, uh, you're thirsty. I mean, like, couldn't you see the way that Mariah would be having these discussions? Would be like, I have a song. You want to hear it? Do you and think that's how it. she like approaches and then, and problems? And then like <laughs> open her eyes big at him and I'll be like, oh great, Good God, that sounds amazing. Like, wow, you're so amazing. You're so talented. And she's just like, oh. And, <laughs> and then like when the divorce came, like do you think he was like, I had no idea you were feeling this way. She's probably like, I told you several times through songs. I, I mean, it, I, again, I wasn't there. I don't know. But I just if like. If that's the case, if, then like Mariah. But I mean, <laughs> if you were married to an artist and they played you or gave you their art and they were like the person I'm married to is really annoying and talks about Broadway all the time. You'd put two and two together. <laughs> like, Okay, but then I would approach the person who I was married to and be like, why are you approaching me like this? Sure, and Nick Cannon should have done that. But instead, he was like, singing The Art of Letting Go, my lovely know. wife. I think both people... <laughs> I'm not saying anyone's right, but come on, let's wake up. Like, I remember when they got divorced and a friend of mine was like, man, she's gonna make a divorce album after this. And it's like, sweetie, this was the divorce album. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Have we not read the lyrics to Camouflage? Oh, I remember like, when that album came out and you were just like, she's getting a divorce. She's getting a divorce. She's getting, and I was like, like, well, how do you know? She could just be writing from like a perspective no, from her past. She's singing no. about her ex and she still feels this way sometimes no. and everything. You know, it could be a it years was, prior reflective moment. As someone who has been very close with Mariah's music for a long time, that was there was nothing clearer to me than like, oh, she's getting a divorce. <laughs> Like wow. this, and is, you were right. I was absolutely. You right. You were so I right. I was hundred percent right. So I just, I hope that Brian Tanaka is hearing her music with a more uh, attuned ear than uh-huh. Nick Cannon was. And but I mean, they seem very happy. And I, I mean, feel like Caution I, was just real sexy. I know. Just like I like just having like, sex. Hey, with yeah, you. <laughs> and it's like great. And it's like I would write those songs if I was dating Brian Tanaka. I mean, as wouldn't well. we all? Uh, but yeah, they seem like they've been happy together. And I feel like they've been together almost at this point longer than she was with Nick. Almost. No. Really? Maybe if they got to, when was that reality show? 2016? Yeah. So I guess not longer, because this would be their fourth year together. Yeah. And wow, she really wasn't with Nick for that long. No, because they got together in 08. In 08, and they got divorced in like 2014. Yes. For, for some reason, 08 to 2014 seems like a life, like those six right. years seem like much longer than the previous six years I know. happened. I think because I, I did a lot more between 08 and uh, 2014. Like I did a lot more in my life. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyways, how was your week? See <laughs> before we get too dark. Well, we're keeping it light. Well, my week was fine. Let's go on to Hotel. <laughs> you know, there, I I had a nice week. Yeah. It wasn't a bad week. You know, that. I worked slowly on that trailer that I was talking about. Just, how, where are we? What percentage? We are, you know, 50%. That's great. But, I mean, for, for like a two-minute trailer, I girl. feel like you are hard on yourself about this trailer. I asked yeah. you earlier about it, and I'm like, that is, you've been productive over the course of the week well, the, on the trailer. The problem is, like, I don't have a deadline for it. Like, yeah. it obviously, like, has to be done, like, within the next month because, right. you know, the it's movies come out in the summer. But, like, a month is a long time. I'm like, I have time. So, I, like, I'm, like, trying.
trying a bunch of things, switching True. stuff around. That's good. Seeing what works. Be creative. Yeah. You know, flex your creative muscles. I guess. And it's nice. You know, yeah. when I dive in, I dive in. Yeah. But then there are times where I'm just like, oh, I don't want to open up my computer hey. screen. Well, whenever you feel that way, just know. I'm going to ask about it on the next podcast. I know. <laughs> and so every day you want the listeners to know that you've been productive. What's the hardest that? part of like writing a song for you? Is it just, is it also just like opening up the yeah, computer oh, absolutely. and like actively, because like once you get it. that computer yes. open and you got the program open right. and you got something recorded, once you have something yes. down, you're just like, like oh, oh, this is fine. This is fine. It's going to be fine. And it also is like. When you're start, I feel like it's the similar way when you write a screenplay. It's mm-hmm. like when you're starting from scratch again, and you're like, "Oh fuck!" You're like, "Fuck me!" Because yeah. usually I can get a chorus down I like, or like mm-hmm. a lyric idea that I like. But when you're just like, "Oh, I have a, bl- I'm a blank page," you're just mm-hmm. like, mm, "Why?" Maybe blank. I should just take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I should just take a nap, and maybe I'll I'll dream because I have really good ideas when I'm like dozing off. I sleep. always, everyone always thinks they have great ideas when they sleep, and then they record it on a voice note, or at least for me, I record it on a voice note, listen back, and I'm like, "Oh, this is horrible." <laughs> But in my in my dream, it just was so awesome. It was just completely lit. And then I yeah. listened back and I was like, no, I've had garbage. some crazy dreams this week. Really? Yeah. Like I had a dream uh, once that I was trapped in a room and outside were a bunch of velociraptors. And uh-huh. I woke up in the middle of the night, like really horrified. Like oh, no. I never wake up from like a nightmare. Right. And I did this time uh, two nights or last night or two nights ago. I had a dream that I went back to work. OK. And. I went into the building and for some reason we all had to sing this song together and everyone started singing and I started singing a completely different song. Oh no. And so I was like, oh, oh my God, I'm out of touch with everyone who I work with mm. because I haven't been there for so long. And then right. I looked around and the room was filled with completely different people. And I was like, oh my God, do I, I, I really miss the people I work with. Aww. And so I went uh, yesterday, I picked up food from the restaurant where I work and yeah. I saw like a couple of my coworkers right. and everything. They all had, it was a bunch of straight guys. They all had girlfriend, girlfriend quarantine haircuts. And really? Just shaved heads. <laughs> and I was like, ooh, y'all have Someone quarantine haircuts. You. There you go. Are you, do, could you see yourself ever getting to that point? Or are you just like, no, I'm just going to let it grow. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, the sides are so long right yeah. now. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do. I mean, I support whatever choice you make. Thank you. I can't assist because if I mess it up. <laughs> I know. you. Ref- I, that's I, the pro- Everyone's like, have Matt Palmer cut your hair. And I'm like, no, he absolutely refuses. Because it's just like, that is... It's just you get if you fuck it up, you've just really. I mean, the crazy thing with you is you won't even assist me in like tri- like shaving the like I my like neck, like the back too- of my neck, which is literally like a common thing that guys have to like shave. In it feels everything. too vulnerable. It just feels like if I'm, I just feel like too much pressure. If I mess it up, I will. I'll feel bad. All right. Well, if I start looking bad in our two gay mats videos and people are like unsubscribe, I mean, well, they'll fault. have to get. I mean, what else are you gonna do? You have to subscribe to us. You, nothing. You're not doing anything else during quarantine. So watch. It's us, true. And you know Sawayama. You know what? The hair may be bad, but the content's great. Exactly. And speaking of the content, mm-hmm. we have. A thin segment <laughs> of news for idiots. Uh, some Broadway stuff, though. Oh, so yeah. We'll some start, Broadway we'll start stuff. With some Broadway stuff. Yes. So, in good news uh-huh. uh, to counteract the bad news about, um, what was that uh, Lynn Manuel show that Corbin Blue was in that was going to be a movie and got pushed back? In the Heights. In the Heights, yes. Corbin, like, oh, that's right. Corbin was Blue in it. was in That's it. always my first thought. It's like, he, oh, he, I think he replaced, he replaced someone. Yeah. I think he replaced Lynn Manuel. Oh, did he? I think. Whenever I think of In the Heights, I'm like, oh, the Corbin Blue musical. Oh, God. Don't think. <laughs> Which I guess is don't wrong. Don't think that. That's a Lin-Manuel musical. I know, but that's just my first thought. Okay. Um, well, in you know, to counteract that, to counterbalance that, it has been announced that the Hamilton Broadway movie will premiere on Disney Plus on July 3rd. That's so, cool. Which is very cool. Oh, yeah. And, and now, fuck, we got to get Disney Plus. <laughs> I know, exactly. And hopefully they have like a 30-day free trial or something. Mm-hmm. Because it's a filmed version of the original cast actually performing it on Stage, yes, correct? it's a professionally filmed okay. stage, like a PBS great performance Man. type thing. Except it would probably costs a lot more because it's now Disney has exactly. it. So, and I think it, I heard that it was supposed to be a year. I think it was supposed to be twenty summer twenty twenty one. Wow, that's what I heard. And then they were just like, and then oh, they're no, like, we... oh, we're doing this now. And yes. everyone was like, well, we're getting Disney+. And, hey, Plus. and it's right around Independence Day. So, you know, that's all historical. We love America. In the US. It's very know, America. Very America. And it's also the same day the Babysitter's Club show is premiering on Netflix. That's great. It's going to be a busy TV day for me. Yes, for you. I'll yeah. only watch half of them. Oh, watch the Babysitter's Club. <laughs> no. What else are you doing, girl? I mean, I'm not interested. I just don't, I don't care. Even if I'm at home alone, I'll play Luigi's Mansion. I still got to beat it. You know, hopefully I'll be beating it by then, but you never know. Well, so, anyways, it's a professional recording. I will definitely watch it. I'm very excited. I feel like it's something to look 
four two. I don't like times. how people are calling it the Hamilton movie, though, guys. It's it's not a movie. It's a <laughs> it's a it's a film because it's kind of just like oh no 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 no. At some point, we will get a movie version. I mean, we will get a cinematic Hamill version. film. Are you okay with it being called a film? That's cute. Okay. I guess I think we're just doing that to be like kitschy and okay. have a quippy hashtag for okay. it so whatever that's fine but like it's not the Hamilton movie guys no there like, will be a Hamilton of... there will be one but I mean I'm assuming it will be for, it will for be a for while. a while so it's yeah. going to be the movie for now sure yes yeah it's not like the movie version of Hamilton but it's like the Hamilton movie oh sure yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it's kind of like how like Sunday in the Park with George was professionally filmed and then like one day I will make the movie Oh, all right. Yeah, the right. Just like that. I love that. Um, and uh, in more Broadway news, there are two Evan Hansons that are dating. I know. I Isn't saw that. Isn't that nice? Um, so my vocal king, Ben Platt, mm-hmm. and uh, snarky young man, Noah Galvin, mm-hmm. are now officially dating. Remember that interview he gave? Where he Iconic. Iconic interview. Almost got his entire show canceled. <laughs> And what year was, was that? That was like 2015, 2016. Something like that. And I don't even remember what he said in it. It's just every line. He was just being such a snarky bitch. I and know. It was, just so and it, was, it was no different amazing. from like the things we say to each other. Right, but, but it's, it's not like, something you're used to hearing from right. like a person who is in a sitcom, like a family friendly show on a network, on network TV, who's also a very young out right. gay actor. Because I, I feel like a lot of times like, you know, the young out gay actors like, you know, got to keep it family friendly and right. everything. But he was just like going for it. And it was like, yes. The only part I remember is him saying that um, Colton Haynes, is that his name? His coming out was complete bullshit. I know. That that was rough. That was like, like ooh, no. Ooh, don't, that's bad. Don't, don't judge that is bad. I, mean, but I think he issued like an apology. I'm and sure he did. But it's just so funny because Ben Platt's public persona is so apple pie. America's oh, yeah. Sweetheart, like the gay boy next door, who's mm-hmm. like probably a little soulless based on the politician, but a wonderful singer. And uh, and then Noah Galvin's, I don't know. My thing, my thought is that when people think of Noah Galvin, they think of that interview. Mm-hmm. And so the idea of these two people together is just interesting. I, I mean, clearly. You know, they have layers. They're like onions. They contain multitudes. And I'm glad I'm happy they've connected. And I also heard that there are another pair of Evan Hansons that are also dating. Yeah, I forget which ones. I don't know which ones. I don't know. I um I was surprised. I didn't know they were the same age. For some reason, I always keep thinking Ben Platt's like 28. Yes. And I keep thinking Noah Galvin's like 22. Right. They both look I mean, and how old are they both of them? They're both 26. Okay, yes. I would say Ben Platt just naturally looks more mature and Noah Galvin looks, you know, younger. So Mm. I think that seems right. Um, you know, I wish was gay. Who's a? Who I think the current Evan Hansen, Jordan Fisher. Oh yeah, oh, he is also so talented. Like oh, he's, he's great, yeah. adorable and so cute. He can dance his ass off. He can sing his face off. And it's like, how dare you be straight? This is so rude. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, too. On the Grease live set, he was very nice. Was he? Yeah. Did you guys have a moment? No, not really. Did you guys make I, he, he had a moment with, like, a group of people I was with, and he was yeah. just like, oh, excuse me, like, um, can you please, like, uh, for this scene, have a path for me to, like, walk through, because I have to, like, go through this scene. It's like, oh, he was nice. That is nice. So, yeah. So, was anyone mean on set? Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> there were, there were mean people, but there were, there were definitely... A, Actors who like were you could tell were a little grumpy. Mm. Actually, just one in particular. And you won't say nope. Oh no, uh, there was one crew guy though. Yeah. Ooh, and I know you don't care about him because he's nobody. He was an asshole to Real? me. Wait, multiple you specifically? Times. Me specifically? Why? Oh, because he was just a jerk. Oh, and I th- and I heard him like getting into like tiffs with other people around him too. Um, Gross. And so I was just like, oh, he's just mean to everyone. He doesn't just like hate me. All right. Well, we don't like him. So yeah. this uh, episode is dedicated to disliking whoever that is. Oh yeah. <laughs> We're not into him. Um, so I think it's only fair, since we talked about Allison Roman last week and about how she came for Chrissy Teigen and Marie Kondo, that she did put out a good apology. It okay. was an apology that seemed very legitimate and that Chrissy Teigen seemed to have accepted. And like they, she wrote a whole Twitter thread about it and commented on how the smartest person out of all of us was Marie Kondo, who literally did not say a word about <laughs> any of this drama, which I thought was pretty funny. I love that. Um, but I, I don't know. I like when people can own up to their mistakes. And uh, I hope Allison learns from this. It yeah. was not a good look on her, but clearly she took some time to think about it and th- thought about her words and her actions and how they were perceived. And hopefully she she becomes a better person. Yeah. I mean, as I said in last week's podcast, like, you know, sometimes people say things off the cuff to be like funny or quippy or, you know, blunt and have themselves sound interesting. Blah, blah, right. blah, blah, blah. Um, so, you know, some and a lot of times things can come across worse in writing than when you say it out loud. Right. So same thing with, you know, Noah Galvin. Yeah, I was going to say, do you think she's 2020s? Noah? Galvin. She might be. She might be. Which means like, oh no, we have to 
Stanton. I know exactly. <laughs> we got to see who Allison Roman's going to date. Maybe she and Chrissy Teigen will date. One. Yeah, that'll be surprising. That would be really surprising. Be very surprising. Especially because Chrissy Teigen's marriage. <laughs> well, you know, whatever. You never know. Life, life. People go in. Different Sometimes directions. marriages fall apart. Like as we have all listened to me, I am around. It's true. I mean, I don't hope for that because what a cute family. Uh, yes. Oh, they're kids, and you know, I'm not even. I mean, I like kids, but I'm not like generally like, oh, look, there's a baby. I'm thrilled. But mm. Like those kids are. Cute. The kids are very. Those cute. kids are. Yes. Cute. Um, Lady Gaga. Uh huh. It's happening. We've been waiting for pre-release singles, and I don't know. I assume it's the, the real single because I think the video is coming out on Thursday night. As yeah, well, what do you so. think that video is going to be like? Rain on me, featuring Ariana Grande. The uh, next song that will be released officially from Lady Gaga's Chromatica is going to be hitting our computer screens mm-hmm. Thursday night at nine PM PST. So yeah, so get ready know. for a lot of Lady Gaga content from. Two I know, guys. seriously, and, um, and the, hey, why not? And the cover is so interesting. It's very like pulpy. Yes, um, and I imagine that cover is shot on the set of the video right like maybe my I, vision is that the video will feature these looks yeah it's like weird it's like alieny but like kind of scary right. it, it kind of the whole chromatica era kind of reminds me of jim henson's labyrinth oh yes i've seen that yeah yeah with You've david bowie labyrinth? i have yeah i was at a friend's house didn't like it <laughs> of course you didn't <laughs> but and it's wonderful yeah so why didn't you like it it was not for me uh i found it a little silly you're no fun. I'm fun. <laughs> I just these are my feelings. But I have emotion. Actually, maybe it's a little more the Dark Crystal. Have you ever seen the Dark I Jim Henson's not. The Dark Crystal? No. It's a lot darker than Labyrinth, okay. and it's like horrifying. Okay, but like I haven't seen it in years. Yeah, but like it's I remember being horrified. It definitely does give me like the cover of this uh, album art or whatever. It's very like B movie horror moment. So yeah, hopefully but like, that's what it is. Yeah, I think that'd I'm be a cool it. look. Yeah, you sure. Know, she first gave us Power Rangers, and now she's giving us Jim Henson, and I love that. Love it. Love it. So, Rain On Me, I hope it's amazing, because these are two incredible artists coming together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it deserves to be amazing. And it's a good year for music, so. I know, it really is. Like, if nothing else, we can look back on 2020 and be like, you know what? We had Dua. We had Rena. And hopefully we'll have Gaga. Yeah. Giving us something amazing. And we might so. have Piccini. That song's good. That song is good. And never really over, if that's an indication. I think we're ready. I'm All right. Ready. All right. Oh, what a year. What a year. Um, And speaking of years, it's been... An insane 20 years since Britney Spears' iconic Oops, I Did It Again was released, which is also like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that so vividly. so vividly. I remember the first time I heard that song. I remember buying that album. I remember every adult male was commenting on her boobs. Of, co- of course. There was nothing. And I, they not? I rem- and first of all, it's like, A, that's disgusting. She's a child. And B, like... I remember looking at the cover and they would be like, yeah, she definitely had a growth spurt or like she did something to those boobs. Like she's saying she had a growth spurt, but I think those boobs are fake and everything. And I I remember looking at the boobs and being like, her boobs aren't that big (laughs) in this cover. Like, am I missing something? I felt like the boob talk really started with the sometimes video Mm -hmm. because, you know, she's wearing that. She's on the pier and wearing that like white sweater crop top, which is now that I say it out loud is a confusing look. (laughs) But I felt like there was more to see up top than in the Baby One More Time video, I guess. But I feel like that was there was a weird stretch of time when she was 16 to 18 in which everyone was discussing her breasts. Yes. And the week that this album came out, she hosted and performed on SNL. And when she was doing the, like, uh, monologue, that was when they had the gag of, like, ah, people keep saying that my boobs are fake and whatever, whatever. And they started moving because they had put, like, some, like, mechanics in her boobs. I remember the SNL. That, I will never forget that. That's so funny. so funny. It was so funny. I forgot about yeah. that. That, that is like such a moment to me, even though, again, she was 18. <laughs> but yeah. I, good, I mean, good on her for having such a good sense of humor. And then she's about to perform in those VMAs and perform the, her face off my favorite Britney performance. And I just I mean, let's commemorate it. Let's let's celebrate that. There are things to celebrate in the fact that it's been 20 years since Britney's best early era album. Like, I feel like that is the album when people think of. Britney Spears as an initial star that they're thinking of the sound of, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's an album that honestly has grown on me in time. I At the time, I was not into the ballads. I was not, I felt like after, like, around like One Kiss From You, I got kind of like, oh, what are we doing? And now I'm into everything except Dear, Dear Diary. Dear Diary. <laughs> 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 the, uh, the, the, um, 
tiny hands of its time. <laughs> tiny hands. I've listened to Dear Diary more than I've listened to that song, which I, what is the title of Tiny Hands? I forget. My Baby? Uh, something like, I, I, I want to say like My Baby. I think From my Circus, baby. right? Yeah, Circus. Yeah. Tiny Hands. And the thing is, you know, she did write every time by herself as well. So sometimes she can do it by herself and like make a great song, but those are not two examples of that. Well, you know, you can't strike home runs all the time. It's true. It's true. And I mean, other than Tiny Hands slash My Baby and Dear Diary, Britney Spears is perfect. I mean, yes. That so, is the theme of this podcast and the theme of life. Yeah. Um, did she that Entertainment Weekly Pride cover? Uh, Yeah. It's weird, huh? I mean, you know, <laughs> I saw Billy Eichner tweeted about it. Oh, that was a funny tweet. It really was. He was so good. What like, did he say? He I'm so like, honored to be on this cover as someone who has been out for the entire 20 years of uh, performing and blah, 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 blah. Oh, wait, never mind. That's um, a dead closeted actor. <laughs> like, I guess referring to Rock Hudson. Right. Yes. Being like, so, never mind. Yeah, this is a crazy. I mean,. I think it's a nice sentiment. Yeah. I think the art kind of gives me like, you know, when have you ever been to that um, shopping center uh, where that has the witch witch on Sawtell? Yeah. And there's like those paintings on the wall of like a beach scene. It's the kind of grotesque faces. Yeah. It's that. Okay. It's like, it feels like that's the artist who did this. I don't and have that problem with this cover. It kind of grosses me out. Really? Is that me? You don't like the actual like cartoon? I don't like of them? the, yes, I don't. I think. Um, RuPaul looks great. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think Ellen's, something about Ellen's eyes are closed. Yes, <laughs> I, I like I feel like something about the coloring of the faces gives me like, you know, and is that who is that even supposed to be? That's uh, uh oh, John Waters from oh. the director of Hair, oh, Hair yes, Spray. I'm seeing and the thin mustache now. The thin mustache. I think something around this area of it. I'm just like, huh. This is like the um, Kate McKinnon. Who was that? Is that Ricky, Ricky Martin? Martin? Okay, yeah. uh, Dan Levy, um, and then that guy. Uh, that area especially gives me very like, oh, this is like I just I don't know. And I'm not I'm no art critic, you know. I can't draw. I draw like stick figures with the bobblehead. But I, I think we could have found a better artist to do this. I don't mind it. I will say George Takei's uh, face. Now that you're zooming in, George Takei <laughs> looks a little like Gerber baby. <laughs> <laughs> now we're just like criticizing these poor people's I mean, cartoons. Hey, but they, I mean, I'm sure congratulations on your work being featured on the cover of a magazine. I'm sure you're very successful. We want nothing but good things for you, but this isn't for me. I didn't think about this cover as much as you did. I don't know. I just, think it's, it's just, fine, but it's just, sure. I just feel like when you have visceral reactions to things, you should talk about it. That's Get so it out. interesting. Yeah. It's kind of like how everyone was like, oh, cats makes me want to throw up. And I'm yes, just like, that. it looks fine thing. to me. Similar thing, because I have, you know, some people are just more sensitive than others I guess I can't wait for the next one when we're both on there oh next one of those covers I thought you meant cats and I was like I would never be in a cats <laughs> movie <laughs> if someone offered you like a million dollars to be in cats of course I would of course but I, I hope I'd have other things to choose from I hope that I'd have other opportunities on the table but if it was the only opportunity then I guess fine um <laughs> An awful news for me personally. Oh, I saw you tweet about this and I was just like, I didn't trust Hannah B from the beginning. I can't believe this. I don't ask for a lot. I stan certain people knowing like, sure, could they be maybe a Republican? Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. But that's fine. We don't have to agree on everything. That's okay. Just don't tell me about if you like Donald Trump. Well, if you like Donald Trump, then I can't like you anymore. But that's beyond Republican. That's beyond Republican. Yeah. So I, in loving, if you watched the season of The Bachelorette with Hannah B, there was no way to not love her. She is the most, she is a bright light as a television character. Absolutely. From your description of Hannah B as someone who did not watch her season of The Bachelor, your description to me was always problematic. <laughs> I was always like, something is wrong. What was the wrong. issue? The, the way she would go about making her decisions, the stuff. And I was just like, oh, Matt Palmer loves this girl so much. To me, I the way he's describing her, I'm not into She's it. She's very winning, okay? And last night, she was on an Instagram Live, I think drunk or something, and was rapping along to a song, said the N-word without thinking, and it just it's just like... 
can I just not stand white people? Is this always an option? Like, why can, can I just one unproblematic white woman is all I'd like and she can't do it. And of course, the only black lead of any of those shows, Rachel, who is the true queen, who is smarter than all of the rest of them, had to go on Instagram today and talk about this. She's like, I don't want to be talking about this, but I know no one else will. Ooh. This is why this is a problem. And you know what? I really wasn't planning on doing this. I reached out to the person who did this. She never said Hannah's name. Ooh. The person who did this directly. And I said this, what you should do, because like we all agree this is wrong, what you should do, just since you did this on video in front mm-hmm. of the camera and like kind of smiled and laughed and was like, I don't think I said that. Did I say that? And like kind of was smiling mm. and making a little light of it. And then Rachel was like, just record a sincere apology, yeah. a video apology of your face. Since you did this in front of all of us, just record a video, put it up. That'll That's be it. Yeah. Wait, she, w- she apologized, but she apologized via text, like in a text thing, not with her actual saying it. And the apologies initially were like, well, it was just, a, I don't know if she actually said it was just a song. All her fans were saying it was just a song she was rapping along to. But her initial apologies were invalid, essentially. And then now she has one up that does seem valid and very much like, I'm going to grow from this. It was short, mm-hmm. but she never showed her face and confronted it. And it's just like, it just seems a little... Yeah, it's. it's I mean, I imagine she doesn't want to show her face because she probably doesn't want her... F- a video of her of like more video footage of proof that she actually but did we it, all but know still it's like, it. like there's the proof will the be proof out there, is there. Forever, like, so everyone's like, recording everything you do yeah and you know although I, maybe she's just I, like many people we've talked about on this podcast they're just she's just bad off the cuff clearly she is yeah. because she like said this word uh, um in a song uh so maybe she's like worried, like, oh, if I give you an apology to my face, you can record the videos. You can record, you can the, do watch them back, recordings. like, or I, you can write it down and just like read it, read it in front of you. But just like, a like cue card. you can't be up there giggling and being like, I don't know if I said that. Did I say? And then just then just be like, oh, I've someone's written this. Whether it was me, whether it was my team, mm. this is the statement from the Hannah Brown point of view. It's just Ooh. like. And then, of course, Rachel, being the only black lead in the show's history, has to come out and say something because it's like, why does she have to comment on this? But of course she does. And it's just like, how did we get there? It was very nice that Tyler Cameron, who was a contestant on that season, the one I was rooting for her to be with, and they were quarantining together for a minute, reposted what Rachel did and was like, Rachel's writing the money here. Like, this is not okay, and blah, blah, blah. We should help Hannah grow, but this is bigger than her. Some people don't understand why this is wrong and listen to Rachel. Mm -hmm. But it's still just like, why? I'm sorry. I can't have anything. I'm sorry. What do you you think is worse? Hannah B's problematic moment or Stassi's problematic moment? Stassi never said the N-word. Yeah. I mean, Stassi didn't vote. (laughs) Stassi posted something that said Nazi chic. Stassi, like, and on her podcast talked about how Moonlight just won because it was black people. Like, so, yeah, that's there, there's more. <laughs> Stassi is a more repeat offender, but Hannah just really cut to the quick. So. Yeah, that's like a, that's a big one. Yeah. yeah. Well, and also, wait. like, if you're a fan of, like, the fact that so many fans of hers are trying to come up with defenses for Hannah's actions, it's like, you can still like her and be like, that was very fucked up. And like, oh, yeah. Like, and why not do that? Why be like, oh, this is just a song. If those rappers can say it, then she should be able to. It's just like, really, guys, are we still doing this? Yeah. That's- over a word that, like, you have no business saying. We've, it's just like, culturally, are we not beyond this conversation? I felt like we were talking this about this. This is a very old, it's like, old is it, argument. Is it 1992? Yeah. Like, why are we discussing this? Yeah. This is something that's been discussed and discussed, and we all know the discussion. Yes, and, and we all know the solution. And even yes, if you, the in some is, area of your brain, don't agree with it, it was like, why not just sidestep the landmine altogether? Because if yeah. you don't, if you don't agree, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> and if you're an idiot, just like try not to say dumb things publicly. Mm. <sighs> okay. Well. And more sad Broadway news. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of Broadway news. I know. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Frozen for, the musical. For an industry that is where nothing is happening, there is a lot There's of a lot happening. Yeah. Frozen the musical is not returning to Broadway. Yeah. Um, is this the first? This show? is the first. This is the first like official closing due to coronavirus. Um, the Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf revival was canceled. Okay. Um, and it just it had a couple previews. Okay. Uh, it was with Laurie Metcalf. 
Uh, but it wasn't like, but it wasn't like already open and then now it's closing, you know? Uh, so, so yeah, it's, it's very rough. It's very hard. I imagine because of course we all know Disney has a lot of money, but because of coronavirus, Disney is also losing a lot of money. The more money you have, the more money you have to lose. Literally Mm -hmm. the only way they're making money right now is with Disney plus. Um, so I, I assume their logic behind it was, okay, we have three shows on Broadway, frozen, Aladdin and the lion King. Mm -hmm. Guarantee you Aladdin and the Lion King are much bigger money makers than Frozen is. Yeah. So they were probably like, okay, let's close our um, one that isn't the bigger money maker. And also Frozen is, you can, I assume they think like, okay, Frozen is probably the easiest to replicate regionally. So yeah. there can be a lot of regional productions of it right. and everything. So we can make money that way and and stuff like that. So so it is it is very sad though, yeah. you know, but um. But, and did okay. they push the opening date of Broadway back to like September? Is that what it is right now? Opening date. Oh, yeah, it's oh, back. Like, uh, they pushed it from July to September, like, third. Mm. I don't know. Do you think I that's going to happen? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I can't predict anything. Okay. Yeah. Right. So so it's very sad. But yeah. I see a lot of people who are just like, oh, Disney has gajillions of dollars. Like, how dare they do this? How dare they put, right. you know, however many uh, the cast and the crew, like, out of work and everything. Right. It's kind of just like, yeah, but... Disney's also like bleeding money yeah, right totally. now, you know, so, so it's a very rough situation and, you know, we wish the cast and crew of the Of course, <laughs> of course. I'm sure they will have long careers after this moment. And in happier Broadway news, uh, Broadway star uh, Nick Cordero has awoken from his He woke up. We love that. Because yeah. I know he's been in the news because he, I feel like was one of the first people that I heard that like had coronavirus symptoms, who was a celebrity, and it was, like, very, very bad. Yeah. And uh, he, did his leg get amputated? Yeah, he had a blood clot in his leg. Well, he was in an induced coma. Yeah. And then he got a blood clot or something in his leg, Mm. and so they had to, like, amputate his leg. Oh, my gosh. So, um... So yeah, but now I this week he woke up and it I seems like it. things are going well. I mean, That's I don't amazing. know that many details. They're not right. giving that many details, but we know that like he is awake. Right. And yeah. that's a, you know, that's a positive yes, forward that's step and so we're excited about that. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. Um and and just in more commemorative uh commemorative moments 18 years ago, Canada's queen, Avril Lavigne. <laughs> not Alanis Morissette. All right, don't make me choose. Not, I mean, not Paige Michael Chuck from Degrassi. Not her. <laughs> That's my Canada queen. That's great. Um, one of Canada's two queens, Avril Lavigne, wow. uh, released "Complicated," and it's just like God, what an era! Back in 02, summer before my sophomore year of high school, and I was just obsessed. I remember listening to every track on that album with my friend Cooper. I remember getting to Skater Boy, and he's like, I thought I bought an Avril Lavigne album, not a Blink-182 album. He was not happy. Oh, my God, I Cooper. Know, I know. He did not like it initially, but it grew on me. It grew on all of us. And then I remember the first time I heard I'm With You, and it's just like, God. Did Skater Boy really have to grow on anyone? To me, that I was mean, like an instant classic. Some people, I guess, weren't that into it. I mean, Comp- Complicated was definitely an easier swallow than of Skater course, Boy. Yeah. But Skater Boy's so fun. Oh, to me, Skater Boy, immediately, I was just like, oh, this is it. I like mean, I, I I assume you felt the same way, but I'm with you. Of course, I yeah. Am, yes. Oh, yeah. Just, that is a debut album. I talk about it all the time, but it really is such a great one. So, happy anniversary to Avril. And I was listening to that uh, self-titled album um, maybe a day ago, and I still think it didn't get... And the thing is, I was kind of mortified with myself because I was looking through the credits and everything. I was like, oh, I didn't realize she wrote this entire album essentially with Chad Kroger from Nickelback, who was her then fiance. How old was she? Oh, oh, this is for, uh, for her, the, self, yeah, her self-titled. self-titled album in 2013. So she was however old she was then. Um, but you know what? I'm going to come out and say well, there's some Nickelback songs that are fine. It's his voice that's awful. <laughs> there are some of their songs that I think are okay. I think oh. How You Remind Me is a good song. The Avril Lavigne cover of How You Remind Me is excellent. Okay. Yeah. So. I have no opinion on Nickelback. Well, these are my opinion. I feel like people give them <laughs> so much shit. They really do. It's like a thing to like hate Nickelback. And that's like, fair. But like there are songs in there that are great, even if his vocal delivery is not for you. And it's not for me either. I don't love a, a gravel-toned, you know, shredder sound. But he writes some great songs. And he wrote some great songs with his then-fiance Avril Lavigne. And so thank him for his service. Thank you, Thank Nickelback. You. Yeah, Chad Kroger. Chad Kroger. <laughs> yes. Um, and then lastly, 
Uh, this I don't know too much about, but I just wanted to say it because it was cool. Uh, <laughs> Lily Wachowski says, fuck you to both Elon Musk and Ivanka Trump. Uh, Elon Musk tweeted, take the red pill. And Ivanka Trump tweeted, taken. And then Lily Wachowski, who wrote The Matrix, uh, wrote, fuck both of you. I didn't <laughs> know who that was. I didn't yes. know she was the writer of The Matrix. Yes. That's cool. Uh, <laughs> that's that's very cool. Who she wrote and directed the movie with her sister, Lana, and responded to both of them. And it's just oh, like. that's right. Yes, she yes. did. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Iconic. I just like that the writer also directed. Yeah. Iconic tweet. Thank you for your service as well. <laughs> and, Lily, and I'm glad that we are, you know, even during quarantine, calling out bullshit on Twitter because someone's got to do it. Someone's got to do it. We thank you, Lily, for doing it. So do you have any other news that I didn't mention this um, week? Yeah. More Broadway news. Uh, what else? How instead of the Tony Awards, CBS oh. is airing a sing-along Grease. <laughs> Broadway, like the Broadway fans are going nuts over this. It's I mean, so funny. I mean, you guys all knew it was going to be canceled, though. Oh, no, no, no. We all knew that the Tony Awards were going to be canceled, uh, but it was kind of like, okay, what are they going to air instead and everything? And of course, all the Broadway fans were like, ooh, we hope it's some sort of like honoring the Tony Awards, showing great moments from Tony Awards past and everything. Uh, But no, they picked (laughs) the most basic of the basic and they were just like, what do the people want? Oh, Grease, Grease. They want Grease. And better yet, have it be a sing-along Grease so people can be by themselves in their houses or apartments singing summer nights to the television by themselves. Sing-along Grease makes absolutely no sense. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I, I was thinking about it and I was like, wow, that's kind of like the Grammy Awards being like, okay, we're going to have a tribute to Mariah Carey and she can't perform it herself because mm. she's not available. So what are we going to do? We're going to have Maroon 5 <laughs> sing Hero. Oh, and it's kind of just like, oh. No one wants that. Oh, like no that's, that, that is something, but, <laughs> but it's, it's at like, the most basic right. thing you can I possibly s- imagine. I saw a very funny tweet that was like, you guys know that if this Grease sing-along gets good ratings, we're not seeing the Tonys again. Oh, no. <laughs> Like, Honestly, the Sonys needs to go to PBS anyway. I'm like that you way. You were always they can, on the team of that. That way, they can be five hours long. We can delve into the intricacies of the set designs and blah blah blah. <laughs> but no, I, I honestly I do understand why it is Greece that they yeah. are showing. Um, because I imagine if they were to do something like. Uh, the best of the Tony Awards or whatever, mm-hmm. that would be a nightmare to work out with the unions. Mm, like okay. an absolute nightmare. It would probably cost so much money. Yeah. And But then I was like, well, why don't, like, why does it have to be Greece? And like, I will not dis, I will not say anything bad about like the merits of Greece. Like mm. Greece has an excellent, excellent score. I understand why the movie is very popular amongst people. <laughs> you know, I, you know, I, it has its merits as a show and as a musical and sure. especially as a movie. Um, but it's kind of just like, Oh, but why did, but you know, of course I was thinking, why did it have to be Greece? And I was like, why didn't they do like the sound of music right. sing along? You know, that is a little more something. But then I just thought today I was like, Oh, the sound of music's on Disney plus. And whenever tel- like network television airs the sound of music, it's always on ABC. Mm. I guarantee you the sound like a Disney owns Disney something owns with the something sound of music. It, yeah. So I guarantee you like that's why the sound of music wasn't picked, mm. you know. So okay, CBS, do what you want. Yes. I don't think I will be watching, oh, no, but I, I hope everyone who does watch has a good time. Anyone in our apartment complex watches, just please keep it down. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be doing other things and we don't need to hear your version of Grease Lightning. So. Yeah. That's all I ask. Yeah. Oh, Grease Lightning is like my least favorite song in Grease. I mean, you know my thoughts on Grease. I mean, <laughs> you know my thoughts. I'm keeping Some of those songs are fucking incredible, though. Summer Nights is an incredible, incredible song. Yeah. Incredible I, it's, song. My issue is more with the plot. No one cares about the plot of Grease. <laughs> like, that's just something that you're just like, oh, yes, Grease. Also has a plot. Anyway. <laughs> right. Um, okay. Well, is there anything else you want to say? Anything else you want to talk about? That take during break? the break? I got to go to the bathroom. Okay. Well, <laughs> we didn't need to know that. But we'll take a quick break so Matt Steele can, you know, relieve himself. And we'll be back with more Two Game Mats. Guys, everything came out great. 
Oh, God. Gross. No one wants to know that. The world wants to know. No, they don't. Let's get to the emails, please. (laughs) My God, I can't believe. So, guys, welcome back to the podcast. Yes, Uh, welcome back. This is Email My Heart. This is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions you guys might have emailed to us. You can be a part of Email My Heart if you email us at twogaymats at gmail.com, two spelled T-W-O. And we got an email, this one email this week, but there's two questions in the email. I love it. This is from JK. Not J.K. Simmons, the Academy Award winner. I wasn't. Okay. Well, I don't. You never know how many J.K.s you know in the world. J.K. Rowling. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's not J.K. Rowling. Okay. Uh, So the subject of this email is surprising quarantine habits you discovered of each other, and Matt Palmer hates for the record from E equals MC (laughs) square. Why haven't I seen this email in our inbox? I don't know. Uh, so it says, hey guys, love you both, of course. Feel free to pick one and shelve the other if you lack content for Email My Heart on a slow week. And it's like, nope. Nope. We're going to do both of them. Doing both. Question one for Matt Palmer. Uh, Maybe my ears deceived oh my me God. on one of your most recent podcasts. But did you say, Matt Palmer, that you hated for the record from E (laughs) equals MC squared? This shook me. I let you slide years ago (laughs) when you said that you didn't like Meteorite from the elusive Chanteuse. But that's for another day, darling. It's not 1992 Madonna time. (laughs) Why? Expound Please, I think it's one of my favorite album cuts of her of all time. The bridge is unbeatable, a self-referential queen. Okay. We all love when Mariah references herself, which is equals MC squared itself as a title, referencing emancipation. We love that. I have no problems. I just personally feel mm-hmm. that that song in particular gets given so much by fans because of the fact that they're like, <gasps> she's singing Can't Let Go, like, and Can't Let Go. And like, she's saying, always be a part of me. Like, that's an always be a baby reference. And it's like, yeah, like, I just, <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand the people that say that for the record is so excellent. Like, Mariah Carey has excellent album tracks. Every single time. Mm -hmm. Every single time there are album tracks that you're like, this should be a single. I mean, we all love pedals. Yes, we do love pedals. (laughs) You know, on the pedals, you're sitting next to a pedal On that album, even the first six tracks, every single one, the like, I'm that chicks, the migrates, of course, the cruise controls. Oh, yeah. Incredible album tracks. Thanks for nothing. Last kiss. I love. Thanks for nothing. It's great. And you have no taste. For the record, I feel gets all its power from the references. I think it is melodically lazy. I just, (laughs) it just feels very nothing to me outside of the referencing of the prior. The reference. So you think the references are too much of the star. I think it's the only star. And then the fact that, uh, that people, lambs are coming out and being like, this is their best song. What a great song. Why wasn't this the single should have been this instead of bye-bye. And it's like, no, it should have been. It should have been a lot of things before (laughs) bye-bye. Yes, we can all agree. And I don't know that hate is strong. I would argue that it is, her most overrated song. Oh, her most overrated I would, song. I, just, I don't understand the appeal oh, outside wow. of the references. And I feel like I'm make, not going to get any fans with JK here, but I just. This I mean, is, you shook him. This is my opinion. Like, that's my opinion. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, you shook him or. Oh, you shook him. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I, I appreciate all points of view. If you can educate me what I'm missing about this song, I just don't. I feel like that song, OOC, and... Um, oh, I like OOC. Uh, I like OOC. And Love Story, you know. I just feel like there are two... Like, that album, there's, like, no middle ground for me. I feel like there are, like, nine amazing songs and then, like, three, like, garbage monsters. Garbage <laughs> monsters? I just, they're not They're not garbage. They're just, comparatively, like, they don't stack up. All right. Well, while we're also here, you might as well tackle your problems with Meteorite. I mean, there's not much to say. I think it sounds like a Madonna song from 1992. Okay. I I think the concept is cool and it's got some great vocal moments. My issue, honestly, is primarily the production. I think it sounds completely dated and strange and that's the song who when I was listening to you listen to me I Mariah the elusive Chanteuse yes. through your wall yes. through like the door <laughs> yes. and I remember you thinking I remember you saying out loud that was weird <laughs> after one of them and I was just like oh he got to the one with the kids <laughs> 
No, I got and the then kids. When I you told me that call. it was meteorite, I was like, oh, oh. Yeah. To me, meteorite, I like meteorite, right. but uh, to me, it doesn't really sound like a Mariah. So. Yeah, it just doesn't feel like her. Um. So, okay. Well, okay. I, I listened to For the Record, uh-huh. and I thought it was fine. Uh, yeah. Uh, but... Did you I say it's one of her best album tracks? No, 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 no. But I wouldn't call it like a garbage monster. <laughs> you know, I, I speak hyperbolically at of times. Of course. You know, you got Noah Galvin can play it, darling. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so question two. Since you all presumably know each other so well after living together for so long, have there been any surprising habits you all have found out about each other during the COVID-19 quarantine? If so, like what? This is the tea the girls want, darling. Yes, be honest lol take care uh you guys are great and i hope you two are doing well separately or in my heart together oh that's right tangled yeah he uh what? jk ships us oh of course uh, <laughs> during <laughs> covid shipper of us uh and shout out to your latest Tevin campbell video i lived for every word happy oh, friday an icon yeah um i i don't think there's anything new new weird habits that you have that I found out during COVID. Yeah. I didn't know the schedule of the Roomba. (laughs) 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 And I feel like it's an interesting one. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Yes, you're catching up. The Roomba is going. Like I'm like, I don't even know if Matt Steele's awake, but that Roomba (laughs) is on its way. To, to clean our home. Yes, I had no it's idea. At, it's at noon and I like, <laughs> I like wake up at like a solid in between 10 and 11 right. every day. Um, <laughs> and I, well, and I have to, uh, before the Roomba goes on Monday, Wednesday or Friday at noon, right. I have to do several things. I have to, there's a cord underneath our couch. I have to unplug it yes. and put the cords on top of the couch so the Roomba doesn't catch the cord and like, you gotta knock, put knock the shoes on the, gotta put the shoes on the bench yes. so it can get under the bench. I have to move two of the chairs away from the table <laughs> so that it can properly go fully under the table mm. uh, what, oh and I have to put the little laser out so that uh, it doesn't go near the entertainment right. center so it because it gets caught under the entertainment center right. those are like the Roomba right. uh, th- things that I have to do before yeah. the Roomba starts okay that was, so that's you, what you I learned as I really I had no idea because I'd be going to work during the week and so I just didn't know that the, I didn't know it was on such a strict schedule I guess I'm like oh, oh so this is absolutely yes <laughs> this is like every Monday Wednesday Friday like this is happening oh yeah and, and I remember like, when right. we got the Roomba and I was just like oh I can't wait to do it I'm gonna have it Roomba every day and you were like every day <laughs> and I was like yeah a lot of people I know have their Roomba going every day and you're like I don't know and so then I was like well I don't know either so I was like okay I'll have it like every other day Monday Wednesday Friday and uh but it I open it up every time and I'm just like, damn, <laughs> like there's so much I that I can. I'm like, our apartment's clean. Apartment like we have a clean, clean apartment, but still it catches stuff. I mean, a lot of it is like my hair, <laughs> like it's parts of my hair. I'm a hairy person. So like a lot of it in there is like dust and my hair hey, <laughs> that like falls. But it was cleaning up. I think Joanna Levesque is doing a beautiful job. Oh, as she's Arumba. doing a beautiful job. She's and having a great year. Yes. Oh, what an All Joanna show. Levesque's. Um, Yes, yeah, so uh, yeah, that was the only surprise for me. Otherwise, I mean, the thing is, I feel like people have been like, "Oh, my roommates are getting my nerves, like it's going so crazy." But I feel like we live very well together. We yeah, have different fine. schedules. We have our sides of the apartment. Like it's not like we're on top of each other in any way. No, we're and not. We like, get along. Like it's like we've lived together for so long. I can't imagine. Yeah, we've lived together forever. So <laughs> no, I can't imagine. I know everything there is to know about. It. I know all of your like little habits already, and none right. of them are like crazy. Yeah, like you're not like a weird person no. I mean I don't know what you do like behind closed doors I mean, but like, it's I'm sure you're weird fine. it's fine yeah I mean yeah. I hear I hear many uh oh my god like <laughs> in his bedrooms like you know he talks himself but like I do too yeah I'm expressive I don't really talk out loud to myself as much as I like act things out quietly to myself oh, okay. like I'll be like acting like in the mirror or something I love that for, like feel going through my feelings that yeah, way but that's great yeah I yeah I don't think there's anything no. new that I've learned about you since COVID yeah yeah. Well, thank it's beautiful. You. It's we're really we're great. so normal. We're just so normal. We're just guys. like the most completely. Normal. We're like the new normal, like the failed TV show. Yes, with Nene Leakes, who was on a Zoom reunion Nene tonight, Leakes. and I think closed her computer for the last time. I don't think she's even going to come back out for part three. Oh damn! I know. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you ready to tell us what's been giving you moments this week? Matthew? Sure, please. Uh, so this week, I believe this week it was the thirty second anniversary of the infamous flop musical Carrie. On Broadway mm. uh, when it opened. It opened at the Virginia Theater in 1988. Uh, and it was a, one of Broadway's biggest flops, a thing that was so 
crazy about it was that during previews, mm-hmm. the audiences were going nuts over it because of really? how crazy and campy it was, and they loved it. But then the the reviews happened, and it just like obliterated the show because oh the critics God. were just like, "What the mm-hmm. fuck is this?" Because it's truly one of the most insane artistic achievements of all time. Um, because there are so many elements that are excellent. Mm-hmm. The score is. So fucking good. Really? And okay, there are some songs in the score that are not so fucking good. But the songs that are good are so fucking good. It's by Mm. the same uh, two guys who wrote the songs to Fame, the movie Fame, the Mm. Academy Award winning songwriting team from Fame. All right. Um, And so a thing, and it was uh, directed and choreographed by Debbie Allen. We love. Yes. Her vision for it was insane. (laughs) Like truly batshit crazy. Um. And so a lot of people were just like, oh, as years went, well, first of all, when it first opened, people were like, this is all terrible. The music's terrible. The visuals are <laughs> terrible. Everything's terrible. Then as years went on, it was people, the general consensus was kind of like, oh, you know, the score was pretty good mm. and the performances were really amazing, but it's all Debbie Allen's fault. It's, it's because the, <sighs> the choreography was just too insane, over choreographed, over directed and everything. And you watch everything of it. And there's this one song called Do Me a Favor. Mm-hmm. And the, a problem that people had with it was Debbie Allen made it very, very, very 80s, mm-hmm. like played up the 80s-ness of it. And so the song Do Me a Favor is where the teenagers are, one set of teenagers are conspiring against Carrie and another set of teenagers are, um, they want to, the girl's trying to convince her boyfriend to ask Carrie to prom to mm-hmm. like give her a good night and everything. Yeah. And so the entire number Everyone is wearing these like leather jackets with like shoulder pads, except for the two main girls who are singing, who are wearing head to toe spandex leotards for some reason. They look like aliens. (laughs) One of them is light pink to signify good, and the other one is like a blood red to signify evil. Okay. Like the most insane costumes you will ever see. And so I used to watch videos of this song and the show in general and just be like oh yeah just like visually the show is just too much it's mm. just bat shit crazy and so after you know being reminded that it was the anniversary I watched so many clips from the show including several different recordings of do me a favor mm. um including like the rehearsals fuck everyone <laughs> oh, Debbie God. Allen's vision was brilliant <laughs> brilliant what a visionary like just wow. it's because it's so insane and it's just like girl you go you have like if you watch it you're just like oh you have to have some balls to like do this like it's really insane wow it's so much fun i want the show to be revived with that exact same staging the exact same sets the exact same costumes the exact same choreography everything the same they did revive it off broadway in mm. like 2012 2013 around there but they like rewrote it oh. and they like revamped the score yeah. and it's not the same mm. it's just not that's too bad <laughs> so so it's just like no i want the original and i was just like in my room for two hours watching clips from the original broadway production of carrie just like how long up. was it open Oh God, I don't know. I forget. Yeah, I, but not, I want to say it long. was like a couple months. Okay, or maybe like a month. Okay. I don't know. It didn't like close like day of. Right, but still, it was wasn't like glory days. I don't know why I'll always remember that. I think someone was like, "Oh, it's like glory day." Well, I think that's day. because that was the only one performance musical that we were in New York for. Oh, okay. Like for like our times, mm-hmm. so that was just what we used to reference that. Right. Um. But uh. But yeah, if if you don't know the score of Carrie, the musical, it's so good. The song Do Me a Favor. Don't listen to the the newer version. <laughs> Please don't. Because the newer version's like three minutes long. Yeah. And the original version's like seven minutes wow. long. It's so much better. It's so good. And the the 80s orchestrations, it's just like it fucking hits. It's mm. just like, yes, this is so good. <laughs> but for some reason, the the audience just didn't get it. Not yeah. everybody's going to get it. Not everybody's going to get it, you know? Not everybody yeah. has that vision. Yeah. That vision of love, 30-year anniversary, do we know, this week. Oh, I saw that, uh, yes. A lot of great anniversaries a lot of this great week. Damn. It's true. May is always great. I know. Except Luckily May 2020. <laughs> well, actually, no. Lady Gaga's coming out it's with true. an album. She's and Rena's, and Rena's was... Oh, oh girl. Whoops. <laughs> Rena's was April. Never mind. Yeah. Um, I have two little mini uh, giving you moments this week. Uh, the first is, um, so I was listening through to 
little mix because Montana wants us to review it. Yes. And uh, so I was, you know, just listening to some of their music and listening to Salute, which I believe is the album that she wants us to review. And if it's not that Montana, reach out to us because that's the one I'm listening to. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I also just happened upon their new single entitled Breakup Song. And when I tell you a fucking hit. Oh, really? Like, oh, my God. When did this like, song come out? It came out. On Mariah's birthday, it came out on March twenty seventh, and Mariah's I, anniversary. Excuse me, anniversary. Of yes. Course. Um, and I just, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a mixer or whatever they are, and so I just kind of was like, oh yeah, we love the UK, like good for you guys, but I didn't give it a listen, and it's like, it's Robin esque, it's eighties, it's like got this giant chorus, it's melodic, it's synthy, it's good lyrics. I was just like. Yes, girls. It was okay. a, it was like a pop moment, and so I was just dancing around the apartment while you were go social while you were social distancing distancing goodbye to your friend. I was uh-huh. just like, yeah, I'm gonna dance around to this and listen to it like four times in a row. And I was like, I've oh never God. bopped this hard to a little mix song. And so, congratulations to them. I'm looking forward to their new album to see what it's like. But it seems like they, I don't know. I appreciate them for a lot of reasons, but a lot of my reasoning for loving them, just like in theory, is because I feel like so many. American girl groups just get together to have solo careers. They're uh-huh. all going in being like, I'm Beyonce. Uh-huh. And they're going in waiting to break up so they can go off and do their own thing. And this is not shade to, you know, most of Fifth Harmony. Like, Normani should absolutely be putting out solo music and performing by yeah. herself because she can dance her ass off. And it's just like a pop monster. monster and I, I love her. Uh, but I love that they're committed to, like, no, we want to be in a group. And we want to make the greatest group music. Like, I feel like the UK has more appreciation for a girl group. Like, oh, absolutely. And, yes. you know, the US does, especially nowadays. Like, when the Pussycat Dolls was going to go on tour this year, they're like, we're just doing the UK because they love us over there. Like, yeah. They're obsessed with us. And uh, also, the Saturdays was a big group out there, Girls Aloud, uh, the Sugar Babes. Like, I feel like for us, it was like TLC, Spice Girls. Destiny's Child. Well, Spice Girls was UK. They were they were UK, but they they made it over here. Yes, like they course, crossed yeah. over. They made um, it everywhere. Okay. <laughs> um, but since Destiny's Child, it's been, you know, groups here and there, like you know, you know, a Danity Kane. Oh, they don't matter. Love. No. But <laughs> Danity Kane matters. No. Okay. They no. do, they do. <laughs> but it's not the same. No. It's not no. like we're in this together for the long haul. And I get it's weird when you come together on a show like X Factor or like making the band where Danity Kane and Fifth Harmony came from. But Little Mix came from X Factor and mm-hmm. they're still together and they're, they seem to like each other. I watched a little interview with them and they seem to get along. It just seems like there's more reverence and appreciation for a girl group in the UK. And I appreciate that they're, you know, holding that torch over there for them and making great music right now. So I hope Salute has as many bops as All right. listen to Breakup Song. It's so, so good. All I right. Well, I'm excited to listen because yes. I've never really listened to Little Mix. I'm yes. excited to do a, a Patreon request video. We have that one and we have another one. We do um, for I, Madison Beer. Madison Beer, yes. So gonna, they're coming up, guys, if you're coming. listening. Um, and secondly, and I feel like, you know, I say this every time it's on the air, but Insecure is the best show on television, guys. It just is. And last season was like a little bit of a reset season. Even Issa Rae would admit that. But this season, it's just off the rails. Like, it's crazy. It's so good. And it's like basically about the, the like devolution of a friendship, which, you know, if you go back to season three of House of New York is a big thing for me, mm-hmm. especially female friendship falling apart is really tough for me to watch. But the way they're handling it. It seems to be so graceful and so real. And, like, obviously, in the last episode, there was a big blowout at one of Issa's events, and her best friend Molly kind of blew up at her in public, and it was Issa's event. So that was very much like, oh, this is your fault. But outside of that one moment, I would say in the season, they're showing both of them making mistakes in their friendship mm. in a way that feels very real and very much like, oh, shit, have oh. I done that? <laughs> oh, God. Every time I watch you watching Insecure, you're just like, oh, my God, no. Oh, my God, no. And I'm just like, it doesn't look like anything dramatic is happening Everything's here. And you're happening. just like, no, they're not going to be friends anymore. What about their friendship? What about their friendship? And I'm just like, oh, this must be some friendship it if you're so emotionally and invested in And the thing is, this. I feel like after every episode, the, like the tweets are all like, Molly's horrible, Molly's horrible. Because in the past, Molly has been horrible, but I think this season, truly, she has been fine. She's not been making every right move. She's put a lot into her new relationship. She's dating this guy, Andrew, who is just like a gorgeous, but also very good to her. And she's putting a lot of energy into that relationship. But also she there's been weirdness between her and Issa and Molly's been the one being like, hey, we need to get together. Come over for Thanksgiving. Like, come do this thing with me. I want to spend time with you and talk about this so we can hash it out. And Issa's always the one who's not 
spending the time and taking like making the effort to mend the friendship. So when Molly blew up, it absolutely was Molly doing it the wrong thing at the wrong time. But in my opinion, I feel like she's been mature and trying to reconnect and or establish boundaries that Issa has crossed. And I don't know, it just feels very real. It feels like something that happens to people as they grow up because you're not going to be best friends with the same person for your entire life. Like people come, you know, some people are, are there forever and some people are just through a season and either way is fine. But it's yeah, just one like, day we're going to have our, our blow up. I, can't, I mean, I wonder when it's going to be. Hopefully it's, be? it better be on the fucking mic. <laughs> <laughs> it better be for public consumption. Well, if, if it happens and like the camera's not on, I'm going to be like, okay, wait, I'm gonna, wait, let, let me get let the, the camera. camera. <laughs> let me get the camera. Oh God! That's like trash, when uh, huh? Beyonce dropped the album. You were just like, "Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God! Beyonce dropped the album. Get the camera!" Get the camera. <laughs> and I was like, oh. "You gotta be focused." If we've learned anything from Chris Jenner, it is always get the camera. Always get the camera. Always get the camera. So that is the other thing that's been giving me moments this week. It's just every Sunday, I'm so excited to watch the Zoom unions from Real Housewives of Atlanta, and then followed by. You know, Issa Rae's Insecure, which is still the greatest show on television, and thank you so much. And I'm so glad that when I saw you at that gay gay club in uh, L.A., uh, that I got a chance to say to Issa Rae that I love you and I'll watch anything you do. And she was very nice and had a beautiful smile. That's wonderful. An icon. Oh, so I guess that's it. I guess that is, is there it. Anything else you want to tell the people before we say goodbye? Uh, uh, that it's been a it's been another week. It has been, and we're <laughs> it making has, it through. I if hope anything that this week has been, it has been another one. Yes, you are right, and I <laughs> hope that this podcast has brought you a little joy, a little light, a little reprieve from you know the monotony that we're all living but yeah. you know we're working through it together and one day we'll be out on the other side and we'll appreciate each other so much more we'll hug everyone and never be rude yes. again we'll realize the mistakes we made yes Carrie should have been a hit <laughs> that is the, of all the mistakes that's the biggest Carrie mistake Carrie should have been a hit all guys. Right, guys that's the Mansfield's first to do yes. post I'm so sad there's no cast recording for the original production that's too it's bad it's so sad you can okay. find him on YouTube though alright all there well, um, make sure if you're while you're on the internet looking for those Carrie bootlegs. We'll also uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Matt Power Music. And it's Matt Steele. And at Two Gay Mats for both of us. Go to patreon.com slash two gay mats for extra bonus content. We just put up a bonus podcast where we go into little details about a couple of boys who have wronged us yeah. in our lifetime, which is like a fun little freewheeling podcast we did. Um, and then youtube.com slash two gay mats, of course, for lots of album reviews, lots of things to talk about. Just like discussions yeah and if you want to see our faces yeah because like our faces look pretty good good. we still look good yeah like my hair looks erect but like when the camera's on i'm like i'm doing my hair yeah (laughs) Yeah. oh my god well guys thank you guys so much for listening we'll be back soon with more two game mats podcast bye guys bye 